0: Now, get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562 314 4603 for details.
2: This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. What, you expected someone else?
3: That's how you Super Bowl. That is how you Super Bowl. What a day. What a game. That was fun. Welcome in Grant and Danny on the fan the Monday after. February 13th, 2023. Kind of feels like the day after Christmas, Daniel. All the presents have been unwrapped. There's random shreds of wrapping paper on the floor still. You got to wait 364 more days for another one. But uh, the football season's over, and it culminated with one whale of a championship game.
4: Just outstanding. Quarterbacking at its finest, team building at its finest. Two teams that absolutely both of them could have and probably should have won this game. Both deserve to win. Outstanding. Everything about it was, was really, really good. Halftime show was good. The whole experience, the broadcast, I thought, was really good. That was a great night, man. We ordered a lot from the old Italian store. Did you? Five pizzas came to the Hooray residence, eight different subs, and we cut them up into individual portions. I'm not saying that I had two of them overall, but I did, to go with five pieces of pizza, to go with wings, to go with cookie bars. Uh, there were other accoutrements there as well. I'm still uncomfortable. Still now, about you know 20 hours later, I'm still over full from yesterday. I've barely grazed upon a morsel today. Worth it! Last night was perfect.
3: There were potato skins. Yeah. There were meatballs. There were buffalo wings. There was pizza. There were some brownies and some cookies. Everything you wanted to happen yesterday happened. Then the game kicks off. I got Nick Sirianni with tears streaming down his face during the national anthem. Your boy had no file, just a blank word document on Chris Stapleton. His anthem was incredible. I need to get on Spotify and just spend the evening listening to his music. You have much of a... I got a little
4: Chris Stapleton file. I will mean, you'll, en-
3: you'll enjoy it. He crushed. Soulful. The anthem was a 10 out of 10. Sounded like a Joe Cocker. What would you get? You know, Woodstock or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah, Fired up for that. Game starts. Game was great. You mentioned Rihanna's halftime show. Bangarang, Peter Bangarang. Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, excellent on the call. Love when networks actually hire based on skill and ability, rather than just looking for some big name to come in and, and do the job worse. Everything about the day was perfect. I loved Super Bowl Sunday. So let's get to it. Let's go through it here. Eagles get the ball first. Chiefs did the right thing. They win the toss, they defer. You saw why as the game went on. Philly gets the ball, Danny. They go 11 plays, 75 yards. Jalen Hurts looks comfortable. The entire offense is Clockwork, textbook, execution. They looked prepared, and you think, they're going to be really tough out today. Go down the field, take a 7-0 lead. Chiefs get the ball back. They go 75 yards on sixth place. Patrick Mahomes is dialed in. No sign of ankle issues on his one scramble on that opening drive. I'm thinking, all right. Dueling banjos, we here we go. We got ourselves a football match. Mahomes to Kelsey, 18-yard touchdown, dropped in the bucket. It's 7-7. Hope you took your over. Gonna have a shootout coming.
4: Wrong about that. How about that route, by the way, from Kelsey? I mean, I I heard we were talking about this before the show, and we both kind of scratch our heads sometimes, and they go, the whole world knows it's going to that guy. How do they get him open all the time? Well, sometimes you get him one-on-one, and he puts on a master class, a clinic, as we like to say, in how to run a route. That I'm watching this play live, and I'm going, well, that's an out route. Maybe he'll have a chance to catch it and go upfield. You know who else thought that? The cornerback in question. It was also an up. So this is
3: a combination Beautiful. of scheme with Andy Reid who's exceptional, the enemy, whatever element he's playing in the designing as well, but also, to your point, a great football player. You don't always have to scheme Kelsey open. Uh, Greg Olson, who played tight end, by the way, Mm -hmm. I mentioned how good he was. I thought he had a splendid call, as he always does. He's a star, and he's become maybe the best commentator already in that role in football. But at my Super Bowl party, big screen, stadium seating, couch style in a basement, perfect viewing for this game, we are having the—this is the exact conversation we're having. A buddy right behind me goes, How is Travis Kelsey always open? Everybody knows the ball's going to him, Mm -hmm. and he still goes eight for 85 every single game. And as we're discussing this and we're opining and we're giving our opinions as a group, Greg Olson, this is not like an exaggeration. This is literally what he said on the broadcast. He's like, hey, Grant. He's like, at home, (laughs) people are probably wondering how Kelsey's always open. And he goes into the answer. That is good commentary. Yes, it is. The nerd and your boy. I stopped the Super Bowl party. I was insufferable. And I said... That's why Greg Olson's the best, guys. He just asked the question that we're asking and gave us the answer. And everyone's like, "Uh, what down is it? Like, stop talking, insufferable guy. What
4: time's the halftime show?
3: I got a couple of those, like 20 more minutes till Rihanna's. Is that right? You know what guy I was? We did the person that can't beat your Super Bowl party draft Uh this past week. I ended up being squares guy really bad. Squares guy. (laughs) I'm telling you. I caught myself no fewer than three or four times screaming out to the room. Right now, Nary, if if no one scores, Nary's going to win. She's got three and three. And then I thought about it. And I'm like, that was a Squares guy moment. 20 minutes later, they score again. I'm like, David, catbird seat, David. If nothing else happens, you're getting the 25 bucks. Oh, man. I was Squares guy really bad, which is fine because I won the third quarter and the fourth quarter.
4: So you're the Squares guy that won
3: which is probably even worse. Okay, that's good. $25 for the third quarter, $100 for the fourth quarter. Wow. Squares guy. Squares guy.
4: <laughs> we had we had gambling guy here because he was a, a D.C. resident and he came over to across the river. Oh, he couldn't
3: believe that you're able to do something other than horrific gamble, Gambit D.C.? Yeah, the great state of Virginia. And he's yeah. like,
4: which one do I choose? I was like, you could choose so many. He was like, literally betting on multiple apps at the same time. We just chronicling every inch of his bets. He's like, is the first kickoff going to be a touchback? We're like, yeah. By the way, 10,000 touchbacks in this game. (laughs) He got off to a great start where he won 20 bucks on that and never looked back.
3: So 7-7 right after the two teams get the ball and go down the field and we think we're in for a party. But you know this. Mm -hmm. I mean, rarely does the game continue to be that good. Early snow there. The rest of the half, I would say, was almost all Eagles. They had the home run touchdown to A.J. Brown for 45 yards. I thought that was misplayed by the DB. Didn't you think he was in position at the goal line? To make a pass break up there, and he just kind of... Like, it was a great throw by Hertz, who was incredible in the game. I just thought the DB was there and was off balance or was flat-footed. It was was strange, because normally you make a play on that ball, and he just wasn't able to.
4: It just... I don't know how to describe it better than that. You go... I bet you if you re-ran that scenario again, he'd make a better effort on it. I mean, A, it was A.J. Brown's excellence. There's that last little burst somehow that he's able to do that some of the great ones can do, where... You're not really that far separated. Then all of a sudden, you're lunging for the ball, but still somehow in stride. There's that little extra burst or gear that these excellent all-world caliber athletes do to get it into his giant hands for a touchdown. And I sat there annoyed because the uh, Philadelphia Eagles had the foresight to go get an excellent receiver, and they traded for him, and they still have a million more picks, and it bothered me so much.
3: Why don't more teams trade their first-round pick for the available star? You are trying to find A.J. Brown when you're drafting a receiver in the first round. Mm-hmm. He's already A.J. Brown. He's available. He's team. currently A.J. Brown. Where was the line of teams trying to acquire that guy? Now, Washington, as an example, shouldn't have been in Wouldn't on that. Wouldn't need to, right. But there are a lot of teams that need wide receiver help. I guess it just wasn't something they were thinking we'll about. will just let the
4: championship caliber team do it. Let them Let them grab
3: him. I don't get why more teams aren't aggressive. I talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, the Rams go get Stafford and win their title. The Bucks go get Brady and win their championship. The Eagles go get A.J. Brown. Their offense is a juggernaut. The waiting and the patience and the conservative approach that some of these teams have is confounding to me. But, uh, yeah, the first half ended up being pretty much all Philly. You know, After the Chiefs went and scored, their only other drive into the red area netted a missed field goal when Harrison Butker kicked it off the uprights. If not for the Hurts fumble, which was a his lone blemish. Oh, yeah. I would make the case a really big blemish. But in a game where he was otherwise masterful, like absolutely brilliant, the fumble where Nick Bolton scoops it up and returns it for a touchdown was huge because, frankly, it should have been probably a 13 or more likely a 17-point game at the half.
4: Well, just measuring offenses, it was 24-7 at the half. Right. I mean, that that is a—we're we, underrating that play. And I'm not saying you and me, but just the general public. Oh, cool, good offense in the second half for Kansas City. Yeah. They came back. That's a It's a different game. If he just somebody else falls on it, if Jalen Hurts doesn't fumble, just a loss and a punt, they are dominating at that point. I think time of possession was around 19 minutes to
3: 7 minutes so at it, that stage. Remember, it was back-to-back plays there yeah. that crippled them because it was third and a couple of feet. This is the best short yardage team in the league. You saw them all game long do the little quarterback sneak thing no one's better than hurts at just getting behind that big offensive line which is the best in football and getting shoved by backs and receivers for the first downs. Out. So it was third and a couple of feet and the go- the right guard flinches, okay? So now it's third and 6. On the third and 6 he fumbles. So those two plays in a row, it was an easy first down conversion. Mm-hmm. They batted a thousand on those all game long. Turned it into third and 6, then the fumble. But if you take those couple of mistakes away, it's a 17-point game at the half probably. Yep. And here's your halftime totals, by the way. So this is not what could have been. This is what was. First downs, Eagles 17, Chiefs 6. Yards, Eagles 270, Kansas City 128. (sighs) Plays run, Philly 44, Kansas City 20. Time of possession, 2154 to 8 minutes and 6 seconds. Dominant. Mahomes and the Chiefs offense were on the field for 8 minutes in the first half. So lucky to only be down 10. He was 8 of 13 for 89 yards, and most of that was on the first drive as of halftime. That's how you beat Kansas City. The the Eagles, Danny, as of intermission, when someone's mom brought the Capri Suns and the orange slices and they're they're passing out the fruit roll-ups, Rihanna's performing, they had done almost everything perfectly other than that fumble.
4: That's right. I, I mean, as you start to add it up, and by the way, the resilience to come back from that, March right down the field and drive for a touchdown to go up twenty one fourteen, because a lot of and a lot of times that's kind of the, I don't know that's your that's your kindling that's your 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 first explosion. Next thing you know, you open up the door for Kansas City like that. Their offense starts flying, and then they they get a lead on you and whatever. You've seen that happen a bunch of times before, where all it takes is a little spark, and Kansas City's offense can't be stopped, or you know the, the team gets momentum. Philadelphia that terrible mistake to make at 14-14, which at that point, again, they're dominating the game with just under 10 minutes to go in the first half, and they're tied. That could go one of two ways. And it went back to Philadelphia's way, where, again, they were calm, cool, collected, a couple different third-down conversions, a fourth-down conversion, where Jalen Hurts ran for 28 yards on a fourth-and-five. How about the Huevos Rancheros on that call? Little no. quarterback draw piece where he makes a linebacker miss and you know shimmies up the sideline for almost 30 yards. An easy touchdown drive again. For, for an offense that was, I think, two fourth-down conversions, by the way, on that drive. Just fantastic how they were able to come back.
3: Yeah, I thought Hertz was great, great, and I thought Nick Sirianni was fantastic. Everything about Sirianni on Super Bowl Sunday, from the tears coming down his face during the anthem, which was the best video of the day, to the fourth-down decisions and the aggressiveness. He understood, we're playing the Chiefs. They're going to score points. we got to keep up. And so on fourth and one, fourth and two, fourth and five, they're going for it at midfield on a, on a fourth and a handful. No one bashing them, by the way, because they got them all. Uh So all the people that are normally screaming about why you don't go for fourth downs after you don't get the fourth down are very quiet. But Brandon Staley style, they knew we can't come off the field.
4: On that fourth and two, where they lined up and got the offsides, neutral zone infraction, do you think they were going to want to play?
3: 100%.
4: You do? Out of that formation?
3: Yeah, I mean, they ran a fourth and five play at midfield earlier on. They'd gone for two fourth downs inside that area of the field already. I, I think they got off the bus to Sirianni's credit mm-hmm. with the formula that the Chargers and some other teams have used against the Chiefs, which is we have to keep the football and we have to not settle for three. We're scoring seven. Yeah, I do. I think if you're going to make them, you know, if you're going to give them the ball, give them the ball with a, with a long field to work with. So I think they were going to run a play for sure. That was, by the way, not only an offside because the D-tackle moved. I thought he lined up like over top of the football. That's what it looked like to me. Like his like his head was over, you know, in, in line with the, with the head of uh, Jason Kelsey. And then Chris Jones, their best defensive player, the runner-up for DPOY this year in the NFL, their sensational defensive tackle, just started undressing guys on the sideline. Not literally taking off their clothes, but he was berating them, saying, hey, some... Less clean version of, are we going to get a stop today or not? Are we just going to give up first downs with offsides penalties all game long? Because they had done it twice already. But who makes better halftime adjustments than Kansas City? Nobody, man. Nobody's the answer. They are the best at this. Deficits are nothing to them. I saw a stat from Trey Wingo last night that was mind-boggling. Or is it mind-boggling? mind bottling. Your mind's in a bottle. And then you shake up the bottle. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes' career. The Chiefs have fallen behind by 10 points or more 24 times. They're 14-10 and in those games. There's not a single quarterback in the NFL dating back to 1950 whose winning percentage, when his team is down 10 points in a game, is better than 33%. Mahomes is now 14-10 and with Kansas City when he falls behind by 10 points. Part of it is him and the explosiveness of that offense, but a lot of it is the adjustments that they make with Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and company. Here's their second-half drives after intermission. Ten plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Nine plays, 70 yards, touchdown. Three plays, five yards, touchdown after the long the return, part return yeah. by Kadarius Toney. Twelve plays, 62 yards, only a field goal, but would have been a touchdown if they didn't lay down on the, the one-yard line. So you're basically talking about four drives, four touchdowns. 24 points could have been 28. They were nearly perfect as a team after halftime. Now, their defense gave up one touchdown in the two-point conversion. Otherwise, on a drive, they held for a field goal in the red zone and enforced another punt before the end of the game. But you know how many penalties the Chiefs had after halftime? Not off the top of
4: my head. Zero. Zero. You
3: know how many sacks they gave up after halftime? Zero. Zero, because they did the game give game.
4: St- zero. Yeah, story of the game to me.
3: Zero negative runs, zero minus plays. They were basically flawless. After being down 10 at the half.
4: Well, they found something, especially on that first drive um, in the run game, right? I I don't know what it was specifically, but, you know, Pacheco off the right side a couple times. They had that beautiful formation a couple times where they snuck in Jarek McKinnon, who's smaller than me, as a fullback. And they gave it to him on a nice counterplay. I loved it. Right? Where it, the whole, the, all the action looks like it's going right. There's one guy that kind of stays home, kicks out. Huge hole for McKinnon to run through. Thought that was brilliant a couple times. They they found a couple looks in the run game, basically saying, we're, you know, we know you guys aren't ready to defend this, and we're going to force you to. And then once that happened, they kind of went back to their bread and butter. The story of this game, a couple stories of this game for me. I, I already said one thing was the story of the game. Kansas City protecting against that ridiculous Eagles pass rush to me is – is kind of story 1A. 1B is the quarterback running to make plays. Even after Mahomes had been hurt and you know coming off the high ankle sprain, he's writhing on the ground there in the first half. A couple huge scrambles for Kansas City, including that 14-yarder on the first touchdown drive there in, in the third quarter, instrumental for both of these teams. And then not even getting to Jalen Hurts and his three rushing touchdowns, 70 yards, et cetera.
3: Yeah, Mahomes, after he got hurt, re to some extent that left high ankle sprain when he limped off the field right before the half. He threw 14 passes after that, 13 completions. His only incompletion was a throwaway purposefully out of bounds. And he had two back-breaking scrambles that you're referencing. One that got them into goal to go, and another that got them into the red zone for the game-winning field goal. It was as if that was the turning point for him, and the flip of the switch took place as soon as he went down and was writhing in pain going into the half. If you would have told me, by the way, before the game, Patrick Mahomes would throw for 182 yards, and the Chiefs would score almost 40 and win a shootout, I'd have said there's no way. Impossible. Impossible. In fact, before the game, one thing I did say was, the Eagles need Jalen Hurts to be great to win. He was, and they lost. He was. And my point was, if Patrick Mahomes isn't great, the Chiefs can't win. I thought if Mahomes struggled, you know, the Eagles could still win because they have a running game and a defense and other options. For the Chiefs, it's kind of Mahomes or bust, and it's not like he wasn't great. He was, but they didn't throw for a ton of yards. They got the huge play on special teams. They got a defensive, defensive touchdown, touchdown. Yeah. You know, and they ran the ball really effectively with Isaiah Pacheco, who, by the way, was drafted outside of the top 250. He seventh was a seventh-round pick this year out of Rutgers. I saw a graphic today from Marcus Mosier of PFF. This is a look at the leading rusher from the last 14 Super Bowls and their base salary. Pacheco, 870 thousand this year. Last year, Cam Akers, 890 thousand. Veteran Leonard Fournette only two million with the Bucks. Damian Williams, the last time the Chiefs won, barely over a million. Sony Michelle of the Patriots on a rookie minimum, 480k. Couple years in a row before that, LeGarrette Blunt making sub one million. CJ Anderson of the Broncos, way back in 2015, 585k. See a theme there. There has not been a leading rusher in a Super Bowl game that makes more than two and a half million in base salary since 2008.
4: Yeah, that is your running theme. That's to me. That's where you you do it. You late rounds, take a flyer on the running back, and you keep churning. It ain't, it ain't fair to the you to the guy that's that's there and established, but that is not a premium position in terms of payment.
3: If you want to pay Antonio Gibson, that makes one of us. Yeah, y- you just shouldn't. Here, here. Find the next guy, mid to late rounds. Make him a fit in your offense.
1: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. I'm
2: Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day